Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Shadow of Igra, this podcast about video game news I've started. It's been a while since I've uh, uploaded an episode. Um, I've just kind of been busy with school and uh, just kind of been taking some time to play games with friends, check out new games, get some gameplay in so I can give you guys more accurate news. And since it's been a while since I uploaded an episode, we'll try and get this to be a long one. Um, but we'll just jump right into the news and get this started off. So thanks for joining me in the Shadow of Eager, guys. As always, I'm your host, Igzy, and let's get this news podcast started for the day. Okay, so our first topic for today, I wanted to bring up Apex Legends. If you guys don't already know, this is one of the main games I'm playing right now. It's just because with me being on PC and my friends being on Xbox, it's just so much easier to play uh, cross-platform games because that way we can all, me and my friends can still communicate every day because I'm half an hour away on the weekdays. So we can just get into a party and play a game like Apex Legends and just have a fun time and talk about each other's day and catch up, you know, because I can't be there in person to talk to them and hang out with them. Um, but with Apex Legends, so 85% of Apex Legends player responded better to direct feedback than outright bans. And what I'm talking about is, if you don't already know this, um, Apex Legends, I don't know if it's this game specifically or not, but they started um, messaging players instead of just outright banning uh, negative and hostile, I guess, uh, gameplay. Like, I'm sure it depends on what you're doing, if you're cheating, how much you're doing it, if you're assault, if you're harassing players, how badly it is. But um, they started messaging players instead of just outright banning them immediately off the bat, which I think is a good idea. I think it helps a lot because, you know, sometimes there's a misunderstanding and you can just get banned for no reason. Next thing you know, you can't play the game for a few days or hours and it's just really irritating. But... I like where Apex is going with this. I like how they're talking to their players, giving them a chance to, you know, fix their behavior. And from what I've heard, it really did work pretty well. Majority of players did fix their gameplay instead of just getting banned and getting frustrated and maybe moving on to a different game or getting sick of this game or just doing the same thing over again. And I think this worked because players felt like they were being uh, they were being communicated to. They can realize what's causing the problem. They can kind of fine tune it, fix it, and you know, fix the way they're playing the game. You know, be more positive about it. And so, I feel like this was a great idea on Apex's behalf. The only other thing that worries me is some people just don't care. Some people will just have no problem with harassing, bans, anything. So the only way to get them to stop is to ban them so they physically can't do it. Now, having said that, I don't know how many people actually do are like that. I guess 85% of them did respond. So the fucking math is like, what, 15% would have not responded? So... Which is pretty good. Only 15% didn't respond, but that 15% can still cause problems. I'm sure the, like, harassing and everything, some people just aren't good people and they just take games way too seriously or get way too angry. I'm a big, or I'm a, I try not to get angry at video games, I should say. I try not to get too stressed about them, but I understand that 
other people are just trying to have fun, I usually try and just have fun, but sometimes some teammates don't do what I want them to, or they're just not trying that hard, I can get really frustrated, and I can start, you know, getting upset. Now, I usually don't message the other players, my other teammates, or say anything in the chat, because it's rude, I don't think it's my place. Sometimes, I'll say something, if it's being obvious that they're not really trying, and they're kind of just trolling, that pisses me off, and so I'll say something to them. But if they're just being bad, I usually don't say anything, because it's not their fault. Maybe they're trying to get better, maybe they just got into the game, maybe they just don't know what to do. And so I try not to be super toxic when playing these multiplayer games, but it does come out of me sometimes. Me and my friends can get a little toxic sometimes, we're trying to fix it, but you know, it does happen when you play a game and you take it kind of serious. Moving on from Apex Legends, I just wanted to bring that up because it's one of my main games right now and anybody else playing Apex figured you'd want to know. We're going to take a big leap and move on to IGN's Black History Month. They are having a charity stream this year. Um, it is on Friday, February 25th and starts at 3 p.m. PT, 6 p.m. ET, and 11 p.m. BST. Uh, if you're tuning in from Australia, that translates to Saturday the 26th at 8 a.m. Um, if you're interested in watching this, you can show it. Uh, you can watch it on their website. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, any of the platforms that they're really on. I'm sure they'll be streaming it. But I wanted to talk about this because I always think it's good when um, companies celebrate people and really i don't want to specifically say black history month because black history month is important but it's also kind of demeaning you know because you get to that it's only a month why is it only a month there's so many things that um black people have done them for the community and so i just i don't know it's a little weird but i'm always happy to see see black people getting represented as a mixed person myself it does feel better to know that it people aren't just forgetting what's happened in the past um so they're uh raising money uh for a charity the charity is uh the organization is called black girls code a nonprofit organization that uh teaches girls ages 7 to 17 about computer programming digital technology I think this is probably really huge because with the way our world's going, it's moving a lot more and more and more and more towards technology, at least until everything gets reset and we end up starting from the Stone Age, which is probably where the world's headed. But this is a video game podcast. We're not going to talk about that. So I think it's important that um, people are getting taught about coding. Um, I think it's good that there's a nonprofit organization willing to teach people who don't get the chance about coding and um, digital technology. I am a little curious as to why it's specifically black girls that are being taught coding, because I would think anybody would, any girls, anybody young that age that would care about coding would want to learn about it. I don't know if this is specifically, it seems like it's specifically towards black girls, but I would wonder if it can just be anybody who joins. I wouldn't think so, but I'm glad there's uh, IGN's donating to a charity. Uh, the stream's on Friday. Make sure to tune that in. Make sure to tune in for that. I probably will, just to see how it goes. Um, the stream will be. Um, one second. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, they, so they have some of their friends and some of their workers and some of their employees playing Among Us for about for about two hours. It's going to be for about two hours to raise money for the charity. 
and I'm sure they'll have a great outcome. I'm sure everybody will have a good time, which is really important because with these charity um, streams, you want viewers, you want money donations, and it's not... It's not always about the money. It is important that you bring in money so you can help these charities, you know, because uh, the charity is a non-profit, so they don't make their own money. Um, but I think that it's also important that they're just bringing a community together with this stream, because I'm sure they'll have a lot of viewers who all have somewhat of the same beliefs, and if they don't, I'm sure that'll be constructive arguments that will help um, people see each other's point of views or help each other come to understanding about what's the other one's feeling it's just a positive thing to have in the community about charities and just streams because most streams do have charity fundraisers um ign's a big news platform of mine it's where i get a lot of my video game news and stuff like that so i will be tuning in for this stream probably if i have time uh, with a class and everything i don't know if i will but i'm glad to see they're doing stuff for the community And having said that, let's get on to our next topics for the day. So for our next topic for today, I wanted to bring up Call of Duty. As many of you probably already know, um, next year's Call of Duty has reportedly been delayed till the following year. Which is amazing, because that means that even 2023, it'd be the f- so apparently 2023 would be the first year in nearly two decades without a new Call of Duty. Because Call of Duty, as everybody knows, usually just pumps out games like it's nothing. As of recently, I think since like Black Ops, Black Ops 2, and then went Black Ops 3, and then it just kept going, and it's still going. And now, I think they want to fine-tune their games more, so they're probably delaying it back. Nobody likes having games they're waiting for being delayed. I understand that. Um, But it it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, because if it's delayed, that usually means the company's still working on fixing stuff, and then you don't want a game to be released and it not be finished or polished, and there's a lot of bugs that players are exploiting and stuff like that. And so it can be annoying when games are delayed, but, you know, you'd rather have a polished game than a release game that's unpolished and is exploitable. Uh, I'm not a big Call of Duty player. I haven't played any of the new... I don't play any of the new games that frequently, only with friends sometimes. Um, I did play Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, uh, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, every game pretty much up until... From Modern Warfare 2 up until... Probably Warfare. Yes. And then Vanguard is still coming out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've played most of them just because my brother's a big Call of Duty fan. I so I can usually play with him. And that's how I discover a lot of these Call of Duty games and get a feel for them. But they're, I wouldn't buy them on my own. They're just not for me. Uh, but any of you who are excited about the Call of Duty game, new game Vanguard, you'll be disappointed to find out that it's not coming out till 2024. I so you got two years to, I don't know, hope, pray, maybe they come out with it early. I'm not really sure. Um, next, I wanted to bring up Halo Infinite. I've gotten so many mixed reviews from Halo Infinite. Some of my friends love the game. Other my friends thinks it's absolute dog shit. And so 
<laughs> I think the reason some of my friends don't like it is the cosmetics. I think the gameplay and the actual mechanics of the game are solid and they work and it's fine, but I think cosmetically and getting um, skins and stuff like that and outfits, I don't really know how it works. I haven't played Halo Infinite for myself, so if I'm inaccurate, you'll have to forgive me. My friend, he said that it's really hard to get cosmetics and you can get really far in the game before you ever get any cosmetics unless you're willing to just pay for them. Apex is kind of the same way, no cap, you really do have to usually pay to get stuff you want, but you can also just get stuff from leveling up, it just depends on if you want specific things or if you just want to get stuff, uh, the, more, the higher level I feel like you get into Apex, the more you have to be willing to spend money because you don't have more chances to get stuff. Um, with, like, when you first start the game, you just want everything, you're just willing to grind it just to get a bunch of everything but the high, i think the higher level you get and the more stuff you get you start to fine-tune these specific things stuff for specific characters that you made and stuff like that and it can just get kind of um very 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 paying to play ish you can kind of feel that way and i think that's why bringing it back to halo infinite player uh my friends aren't really too happy with the game is because um the cosmetics and getting it for the game aren't good and it's just not fun. I could be wrong, I could be mixing this up, but I believe my friend was talking about Halo Infinite. I believe he's been playing that recently. Now the other reviews I've gotten uh, from one of the people in my weld shop, he really likes the game. He said so far, he hasn't gotten through the whole story, but he says so far the game's really good, he likes the mechanics, it works out, it's good, um, smooth gameplay. I didn't hear him say anything about the cosmetics because I didn't hear about the complaints till after I talked to this friend, so I'll have to go back and ask him how that is, see if he agrees with my other friends. But apparently Halo Infinite doesn't have the best method for getting cosmetics, and it's a lot of paying if you want to get stuff that you really like specific things that you want for your character. If you want to make a character look cool, you gotta spend the money, which is usually how it goes. Uh, Square Enix also admitted that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy underperformed at launch. Um, this game is made up ground though for sure, because uh, my friend really, I believe he played the game. If he didn't play all of it, he played some of it. And I didn't hear many complaints from him, he seemed to like it. I'm sure it underperformed at launch because people probably view, um, Marvel's games as kind of all the same, and I haven't played many of them. But uh, they looked all kind of the same-ish to me, except for Guardians of the Galaxy. I just haven't gotten into this game yet because I'm, I've am i been playing Apex Legends. And then for those of you that know what Ion is, my girlfriend got me into that game. We've been playing that recently, and that's also taken up a lot of my time. But I do want to visit Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy eventually because then I can see why it underperformed at launch, if there was even a good reason or if people just didn't really noticed the game coming out and just it was overshadowed maybe that could be the reason and let's get into the next news topics for today so for our next topics i wanted to bring up uh, horizon forbidden west uh so the developers right now are working on various visual issues now, when I first saw trailers of this game, the visuals looked stunning, which is always a concern of mine when the game actually comes out, because when the visuals look really good, that usually means that when it first comes out, there's going to be a few problems, 
until they can get looked at or solved. And so apparently there's issues including brightness flare-ups, textures popping in too late, probably when you load in the texture that loads in is probably complete shit. It's probably looks like you've loaded into Minecraft or Roblox and then finally it loads in and then everything looks amazing which I've had problems with in a few games but usually it's like a slight second delay it's not super late which I'm assuming it is in this game um or assets blurring when the camera moves which can be super annoying if you're trying to if you're looking around and everything constantly keeps blurring and then textures popping back in and then every time you like move the camera it has to refix the texture so it goes from like roblox graphics to amazing graphics move your camera roblox graphics to amazing graphics and that's always annoying because when you play a game that's supposed to have amazing graphics you want to just dive into this world this fantasy world and with amazing graphics you can really admire it and it makes you feel like you're getting away from normal stuff because the sky can be really vibrant and beautiful or this uh the bio life of the game can be completely different from reality and a little cool like with horizon forbidden west there were a lot of um, creatures and stuff that i wanted to see that i want to see with like top tier graphics you know but with this having a problem with the visuals then that could be that would disencourage me to play the game uh, problems don't appear to affect the game's overall enjoyability from what I've heard from people. Um, I'm sure with the newer consoles it comes out, uh, I'm sure it doesn't have any problems. It's usually with uh, like the Xbox One or the PS4, yeah, that usually have the problems because these games that are coming out are being more modeled for the newer game systems and so they're having more um, visual stress on the device or console that you're using. Uh, I hope this gets solved because I do want to play this game. I don't know if I'll get to seeing as as PlayStation. I'm sure I'll be able to find it on uh, PC eventually. But for now, there's problems with the visuals. So if you do are wanting to get this game, I would avoid it for right now until they can get this fixed. And then, you know, go for it. Why not? The next thing I wanted to bring up, moving away from Horizon Forbidden West and their visual issues, you know, because every game has that sometimes. Uh, shit, uh, what was the thing? Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, their saga difficulty, they added new difficulty options with the saga, so raids are more accessible. I didn't really see this as a problem. I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I didn't see raids as being such a big problem. I could be wrong. Maybe I just, I don't know, waited too long to do the raids. Maybe people are more eager. It's just with games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you have to know your limit. Like um, old Assassin's Creed games, it didn't really matter what you were doing, what level you were, because you were assassinating people. But with Valhalla, Odyssey, origins it seems to be more level based you got to make sure if you're going to an area your level is and your power level and how strong you are is also around that or else you're just going to get mollywop because these games are moving more into combat and less uh and i feel like they're moving out of stealth and all that you can still be stealthy in most of these games it's just it's there's also i feel like a big emphasis on combat and so it's just easier to fight them rather than try and sneak around and assassinate them and maybe not even fully assassinate them and just do a sneak attack 
Um, if you guys want to let me know if this really helped out, you can always go to my anchor page. It has a voice message um, option where you can send me voice messages and let me know your thoughts. Um, I just, I don't, I never, this didn't seem a big problem to me throughout my whole time playing the game. I only, I didn't get raids till like maybe past, a little bit past halfway, I feel like. But it could be a big problem that I just didn't have to deal with. I could have just maybe waited long enough to the point where it wasn't bad. But if you guys disagree with me, just let me know. Uh, like I said, Anchor has a voice message page. You can let me know your thoughts. I can put it on the podcast and we can have a debate about it. It's whatever. I'm always down for um, people explaining how they feel. Even if they disagree, it's never a problem. It's just two different perspectives trying to understand the other one. I feel like arguing shouldn't be trying to prove you're right. It prove you're right all the time it should sometimes be just trying to show where you're coming from and why you believe the things you do um yeah assassin's creed valhalla was very level based i feel like very power based if you tried to go somewhere and you weren't exactly as strong as the game told you you should be then i feel like it was completely unfair and you just got molly and you couldn't really get past that yeah that's all I have to say about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Rainbow Six Siege's seventh year promises new maps, crossplay, and less toxicity. I don't really believe any of this. New maps, yeah, sure, fine. Every game they usually add new maps and stuff, and it's whatever. But crossplay, yeah, that's probably really easy to add, anyways. But less toxicity from all the people I know that play Rainbow Six take this game so fucking seriously. Um, and they get really mad if they're playing with a teammate and he's not doing the stuff they want or he's not playing the way they want him to or he just makes a mistake. <laughs> While this game can have some really positive players and streamers and a positive community, I also know that it ha- can have a really toxic community. Now, I don't know how it's going to get rid of the toxicity because, you know, that's up to the players if they just decide to be nice. Um, it's supposed to release four new operators and improve their ranked mode, but you never really know how that goes. Um, they also said it'll bring team deathmatch, um, but I don't think this will cause me to get back into Rainbow Six Siege, because this update's probably going to be huge, and I don't really want to download it, because I don't really have anybody to play with, but if they add cross-platform, I def- I actually will get back into this for the sake of this podcast and speaking on things, even though they're going to add four new operators who are probably going to be OT and I'm not going to be able to purchase. I, Rainbow Six is just uh, one of the games I know has really toxic players, and that's not to say everybody is toxic, I just know of some really toxic people, and it's just, I don't know, I guess the game can get so serious that people just lose track of reality and forget that it's just a game and can take it to heart and take it so seriously, and it just ruins the game sometimes if you're just trying to have fun and people are taking it seriously and yelling at you or cussing you out or saying shit on chat just because you messed up or you're not taking it that seriously um yeah i kind of got out of rainbow six when all my friends stopped playing it uh and just everybody kind of fell off of it and it just hasn't been the same since uh i gotta check in with some of my friends see if they still play it if they're gonna get the new update and see if they like it um but yeah, Halo Infinite's mid-season update will bring multiple improvements to the campaign, they say. I don't know if that's true. Uh, you guys will have to let me know. 
with Halo Infinite written, all the mixed messages I'm getting from my friends. I don't know who to believe. I haven't played the game yet for myself, so I really just don't know who to trust. So hopefully I can get uh, reviews and get some solid evidence into how this game really is. But yeah, so I have a few more topics to bring up today, and then that'll be it for today's episode. I know I said I was going to try to make this a long episode, but um, it's probably only going to be around a half an hour, maybe a little more. I'm sorry, guys, if you want more content. Um, It's just a lot of the news isn't related to games that I really play, and... um, or it's just news that isn't that important to the gaming community, to be honest. Um, Elden Ring, I want to get this game. One of my friends is supposedly supposed to be getting this game, and I can't wait to hear their thoughts because this game has to be great. There's no way. There's no way they fucked this up. If they fucked this up, I'm going to be so upset. Like... Skyrim, um, fucking Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Online, like, those games were just so much fun to play, just because the, I guess, atmosphere of the Skyrim universe is just so interesting, and there's so much lore behind everything, and so much stuff you can do that Elden Ring is gonna be, it's, it's a big hope for me, I'm really hoping me and my friends can eventually get on it, and just fuck around and have a great time diving into the story, and leveling up, and getting stronger, and discovering all the things the game has to offer. Uh, apparently it's making it uh, co-op easier than other Souls games. I don't know how true that is. I've also heard that Elden Ring has a bunch of poison swamps, and so I don't know if I believe that, but I could be wrong. I haven't played the game, so I can't really say for sure. Um, but yeah, that's all I know about Elden Rings right now. Um, I also want to bring up coming out this week is Dust Diver 2 for PC, PS4, and Switch. That comes out tomorrow. Hellbender, uh, that's a show if you're interested. That's on demand. That comes out tomorrow. Uh, Kraken Academy comes out to Switch tomorrow. Uh, Martha is Dead, that comes out for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, Xbox One. That comes out tomorrow. Uh, and then Never Alone comes out for Switch tomorrow as well. Now, if any of those games interest you, um, those are the dates. They come out. All these games come out tomorrow. Uh, if you guys want to tell me your reviews of them, I'd be happy to know. Just message me, and I'd be happy to put your review on my podcast. So quick topic i don't i'm not going to dive too much into this but um bioware is actively prototyping the next mass effect which is interesting because i only played one of the mass effects i believe it was the third one i liked it i thought it was fun i also played actually no i played two of the mass effect games one was the mass effect 3 the other one was mass effect andromeda which didn't really take off from the main story it kind of was its own create your own character and create a character a custom character story and build the story for that character that you've made my friend played that rather my brother played that and i watched him go through most of the campaign and there's so much stuff that mass effect andromeda had for you to do that it was overwhelming for me and I didn't really want to get into the game. Now I'm hoping with uh, Bioware prototyping this new Mass Effect that there's a heavy story to this game and it's not like Andromeda where you go to different planets and you choose what you do and it's like 
open world i feel like with mass effect games i prefer to there be a solid story that you follow from one objective to another and you meet these characters and you build a relationship with them instead of just going from planet to planet doing certain challenges doing certain objectives and then leaving to collect like progress um but yeah i just wanted to bring that up for a little bit tell me if you guys are excited about that or if you're tired of the whole mass effect uh franchise Elden Ring's review scores are some of the best that's been seen lately, which is no surprise because this game is supposed to be lit, no cap. Um, I'm hoping eventually I can get into it because this game does look pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring those topics up, see what your guys' thoughts are. Let me know for sure. I'm always excited to hear uh, your guys' thoughts as fellow video game players. You know, how you feel about certain games, if you want me to review certain games, if you want me to dive deeper into some game reviews, if you want me to stream games, you guys can see it without actually having to spend your money. I'd be happy to do that. And then, yeah, let's get into our final topics for the day. And let's, yeah, get into these final topics on our next episode of Shadow of Egra. So for our final topics for the day, um, first one I'm going to bring up is Street Fighter 6. Let me make sure I have the right number. Yeah, Street Fighter 6. This game has been announced, or the I guess the development has been announced. Um, it's been officially announced too, so you know it's on its way. Um, I haven't big been a big Street Fighter gamer, I should say. The, the games first came out before my time, and I just never got into them. I played a few. I played a few of the like one or two of the old old Street Fighter games because I had a portable. Nintendo 64, I want to say it was. I could be wrong. It was one of the uh, mini portable game systems that came out with like uh, 20 retro games on it. Um, you just plug HDMI in, plug a micro USB in, plug it into your wall. You get two controllers, plug those in, and you're good to go. And that was one of my favorites just because how portable it was. And retro games are always fun to have, even though graphics aren't amazing. They're just good old games. They're uncomplicated and they're just fun to play. And they're surprisingly difficult, you know, because they don't really have a difficulty level because of how old they were. But Street Fighter VI has been officially announced. I'm excited to see this game because I don't play the Street Fighter games, but their character art and their um, designs have just been really cool, in my opinion. Um... Even though I haven't played them, just the uh, characters that they've been working on are super cool. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with characters. Apparently, from what I've seen from a few uh, from this picture, uh, Ryu looks really mus a lot more muscular. Um. And he's, as he faces uh, Luke, the 45th and final character for Street Fighter V, who was teased to be in the sequel. Um, and the announcement for this has also coincided with the 35th anniversary of the franchise, um, 
but yeah, Capcom, I only know him through uh, Street Fighter, I believe. I'm excited to see where this game goes, if it's popular, if it's not popular, if they fuck it up, if they don't fuck it up. Usually fighting games, when they come out, are usually polished enough. Some characters sometimes need to be nerfed, some need to be buffed, some need to be edited, some need to have... Um, visuals tweaked but usually fighting games when they first come out their mechanics are pretty good and they work out really well and so i want to see how this goes i want to see i'll probably watch a youtuber or a twitch streamer or somebody um um uh what was i gonna say sorry brain fart excuse me um excited to see when this game comes out the art the fighting styles it may get me into this game and i might have to play it but yeah, um, Luke is going to be the final sh Street Fighter. He was the final Street Fighter V character that he's fighting in this new um, Street Fighter VI uh, game that's being developed. It's on its way. I believe it's coming out this summer. I could be completely wrong and it could take longer, but I believe it's coming out this summer for on june 24th for ps4 nintendo switch steam and xbox one which is surprising because you'd think it also come out for the new xbox but i guess i'm wrong i guess they don't want to come out with it for that just yet maybe or maybe they maybe they are releasing it to it and it's just not officially announced but yeah this game's coming out for all you street fighter fans there's a new game coming out i'm sure you'll be excited to see that and hopefully it's good and you get what you want and there are no problems with it and it's just a great game that people can play and fight their friends and show that they're better at fighting games than their friends another example you know to add to your deck so you can prove to your friends that no matter what game it is you're better at them. um what did i want i wanted to bring up another topic that i completely forgot it wasn't technically about oh cuphead came out with a show for netflix i talked to you guys about this in the past episode i don't remember which episode exactly but they were coming out with a tv show um it was supposed to i thought it was supposed to release that day and it didn't it released um i think a week or two ago i'm not really sure uh, i watched it and honestly i gotta i'm disappointed guys me and my friends really disappointed they the people the players who played cuphead are probably teenagers to adults they aren't really kids that play cuphead because the game's so fucking difficult and it's so stressful that it's kind of like a cartoon dumbed down version of dark souls with like just it's just stressful and you got to keep trying and so when they came out with the tv show or talking about it, i was expecting them to um stick to the kind of the game story you know and show the character struggling to defeat these bosses maybe or like new bosses or just something related to the game that like shows that that like players could kind of relate to you know but when i watched the show me and my friend were super disappointed it it it, it feels like it's marketed way more towards little kids um there's not really any there's no cussing there's kind of like little jokes but it's more like kind of tom and jerry humor but i don't think they really nailed it i i just i'm really disappointed i thought there were, i expected more from the cuphead show i expected like teenage humor and adult humor because the game isn't designed for little kids if a little kid were to play the game he'd get so frustrated and quit it because he'd keep dying because these games are designed to be fucking difficult and so when i figured the make the show they'd gear it more towards the gamers that have played the game and know what to expect but no they geared it more towards little kids and having a show that like um 
like my uh brother his little brother he started watching the show and that's when i first realized it was released he loved the show which shows that it's geared more towards little kids because when i watched it i was just disappointed and i feel like they missed out on a lot by advertising it towards little kids because yeah little kids it's cool they can have a new show to watch even though they wouldn't really know what cuphead is unless they've gone through the frustration even if you've gone through the frustration in the game then you have expectations for the show and you would want it to be like the game and what you experience so you could you know relate to the characters more and then if little kids do like the show and want to play the game and realize it, they're going to play the game, die a bunch of times because that's just how the game goes, and they're going to get frustrated, and then the parents are going to wonder why their kid's like all upset and super upset with this, and they're probably going to try and return the game. And so I just don't get what the Cuphead producers were thinking when they came out with the show to make it not canon to the game and make it completely different. It's not super different, the characters are the same, um, but the story goes in a kind of different way i mean yeah it's still cuphead and mugman against the devil but like they don't fight the same bosses in the video games they don't fight the bosses in the game um it just doesn't seem like it has adult or teenage humor it seems very kiddish and so i was just disappointed i just i really wanted to relate to this show and i know that's stupid as i'm a college student trying to get a show like cuphead to be teenage relatable but like I don't know, uh, if any of you know what Happy Tree Friends was, that was a show where these, like, cartoon animals would get in really fucked up situations and brutally, like, get killed and stuff. And as a kid, I loved it, and then even now, I still loved it, because it was just, it was, like, it was interesting. It didn't feel like it was designed for little kids, and so I could, it could keep my interest. But yeah, I wanted to bring up that. I know we talk about video games in this podcast, but seeing as that it was a video game and now it's a show... Wanted to bring it up to see if you guys have the same thoughts, if you think it's better what they did for the show by gearing it towards little kids. Um, Just let me know. I'm interested to know your guys' thoughts as always. Uh, I love seeing what my viewers think of this, my listeners think of this, and think of my thoughts, if they agree, disagree, if they feel like I'm completely wrong, if they feel like I'm justified, you know. Just let me know your thoughts. Always happy to have a debate, you know. Uh, So the next, one of the final topics I wanted to talk about is the fact that I just had, you have to give me one second, sorry guys, sorry guys, I know, I know, I should have this already and I should be prepared, you have to forgive me, still new to podcasting, still getting used to having everything set up and ready by the time I'm getting to these topics so I can just go through it and have no problems, you know. Um... But what I wanted to bring up is that Nier Automa is coming out with the anime. I know we're talking about video games, but Nier Automa was a video game, and now they're coming out with the anime. Um, I was a big anime fan myself. I'm really excited to see if they really nail this anime out of the park, if it's just a shitty anime, like um, when they try and do live-action adaptations of anime and it doesn't translate well. I'm worried that Nier Automa to an anime won't translate well, but usually when it's a video game, when usually shows are turned into an anime usually they're fire because you know you can fo- it's your automa is very action based and so if you add it into an anime there's still going to be that action and that drama but um 
it's just seeing the world of near Automa animated would be really cool to me i would love to see it because i played the game i didn't finish it but i played it and i think the world's really cool in that game and just the way everything's kind of um dystopian at the same time but like also apocalyptic if you guys understand what i mean i just thought it was cool and i would love to see it animated and see a story i wonder if it's going to be canon or if it's going to be completely unrelated like cuphead did um but yeah i um, just wanted to let you guys know that if any of you guys are anime fans to check that out when that comes out i do not know when it comes out yet or if it's even officially released i just know that it there are talks about it um call of duty's Warzone new anti-cheat gives a damage shield to non-cheaters now i'm not surprised that call of duty has cheaters every game has cheaters that's multiplayer usually and even non-multiplayer games have cheaters it just depends on how you come across them but cheaters will no longer be able to inflict critical damage to other players once detected now the thing is if the person if the hacker if the cheater is really good at what they're doing and they're hacking and they're just they know what they're doing the chances that them getting caught are usually really rare because they protect themselves so they don't get banned and now that there's this non-critical um damage shield for cheaters i wonder if it'll stop cheating or at least lower it or if cheaters will just increase because they'll be trying harder or they'll try and find ways around it because you see so many people that just cheat on call of duty in games like this who run walls and auto aim stuff like that that if you take it away and um if this i wonder if cheaters will be caught better uh if more of them will be caught if less of them will be caught if it's gonna work out if it's just gonna flop um but i always hate playing with cheaters it's never fun when you're trying to play a game and get better at it and some person's using like walls and you're being shot at from like through a wall from like 50 feet away and it's it's just stupid stuff like that just doesn't make you want to play the game it makes you think what's the point if i can't if i'm trying to get good and these people aren't even trying and they're shooting me through wall then what's the point of me playing so it makes me happy that call of duty is trying to get rid of its cheats um interesting that they're not banning they're just uh making it harder for the cheaters i wonder if that'll really discourage them or if the cheaters will just see it as another challenge and keep going with it I'm not really sure. I don't know how big of a problem this is. I've just seen a few uh, streamers or YouTubers use hacks just for like um, for like a joke or a episode or like a um, YouTube video, you know, just once, just to, you know, maybe for shits and giggles. I don't really know. I don't really look into it. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up so you guys can know that um, Call of Duty cheaters are being dealt with, I guess, or are going to be dealt with uh yeah so that should be all the news i have for today guys thank you for joining me on another episode of my podcast um if this is unpolished and you feel that way still i'm really sorry guys i'm still trying to get used to this and still working on it um my upload schedule isn't solidified so it's still randomized if you guys haven't told from me releasing videos almost every other day to me taking a two to three week break recently it has nothing to do with me not wanting to upload videos or podcast episodes it's just i get sidetracked and i'll forget or i won't have the time and so today i just wanted to upload another episode to keep you guys give you guys more content you know because i do like doing this i do like talking about video games it gives me an outlet to explain my thoughts and how i feel about some of these video games and get some stuff off my chest and so let me get uh, english is hard you have to forgive me 
let me know if you guys feel the same way if you have different thoughts if you want to if you want uh specific game reviews if you want specific game streams i can always set that up on like twitch or youtube um you guys just have to let me know uh feedback's always welcome constructive positive negative whatever uh thank you guys for joining me any support is always appreciated um this podcast I'm hoping does get more uh, followers because I just want to create a community of gamers where we can talk, uh, explain our thoughts, argue, not to have violent arguments or toxic arguments, but just to show where one's coming from and have constructive ideas and comments. And so I'm hoping that's where this podcast goes. Um, I'm hoping at some point I can have enough listeners to where I can start a discord or something where you guys can talk constantly and have thoughts and pump out ideas for maybe new episodes that I can do or new video games I can talk about and it's just I have a lot planned for this podcast so thank you guys for listening I always appreciate the support um I hope you guys have a good rest of your day um and as always thanks for joining me in the shadow of Igra you guys have a good rest of your day appreciate the support and as always I'm your host Igzy and I'll catch you on the next one guys bye